This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.07. You are listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. And we're starting off our show today by talking about the adventures of Fat Leonard or Leonard Glenn Francis, a Malaysian embroiled in a corruption scandal in the US. Yes, quite a, um, might I say, sensational story. Uh, I thought you were just going to say quite a moniker, which it also is. That too, that too. Um, I didn't want to overplay it, but it does sound like the beginning of a TV show. Um, So on Sunday, uh, Penangite Leonard Glenn Francis, also known as Fat Leonard, escaped from custody just weeks before he was due to be sentenced in a US trial for bribing US Navy officials. And Leonard essentially is a military contractor and the CEO of a maritime services company called Glenn Defence Marine Asia. And he was arrested back in 2013, subsequently pleaded guilty to bribing Navy officials with sex parties, fancy dinners, alcohol, uh, all in a bid to win contracts and inflate invoices. So US federal prosecutors then filed criminal charges against 33 people in connection with the scandal. And Leonard faces a maximum custodial term of 25 years for defrauding the Navy of more than 35, 35 million US dollars. And in 2018, he was placed under house arrest following health complications. Which is where we find this story picking up, right? Because he was under the supervision of a federal agency called the called Pretrial Services, And they flagged San Diego PD to do a welfare check at Leonard's residence on Sunday after they received notification that the GPS device uh, that he was that was on his person, basically, had been tampered with. They arrived at his residence, found it empty and discovered that he had actually cut off that monitoring bracelet. So, I mean... It's it's the stuff of movies, right, in mm-hmm. many ways. This idea that somebody who is embroiled in a gigantic scandal, who was under house arrest, who is just about to get sentenced, just flies the coop. And like, um, according to articles and things, his neighbours also reported seeing moving trucks mm-hmm. uh, coming to the house off and on in the days preceding this moment. So there is really a lot to unpack. Uh, yes, Um So the dubious honour of a Malaysian being at the heart of this. Uh, Now, according to the Washington Post back in 2016, his arrest is actually a pretty big deal because it exposed a staggering degree of corruption within the Navy itself. And they called it the worst, perhaps the worst national security breach of its kind to hit the Navy since the end of the Cold War. So we are very shortly going to be diving even further into the story, finding out more about uh, what the actual corruption incident is, um, you know, talking about who Fat Leonard is. And joining us to do that is Tom Wright, journalist and co-founder of Project Brazen. Um, His production company actually produced a nine-part podcast titled Fat Leonard that, among others, features Leonard himself speaking to Tom after he was arrested. So we'll be talking about that as well. In the meantime, let us know, have you been following the story? You can call us 7733-2900, WhatsApp or send us a voice note 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Bringing fresh meaning. BFM 89.9 It 
is 5.11 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. We are talking now about the story, uh, the adventures and misadventures in some way of Fat Leonard or Leonard Glenn Francis, who is a Malaysian embroiled in a rather large corruption scandal in the United States. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. Have you been following the story? You can call 7733-2900, WhatsApp or voice note us 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now to discuss this is Tom Wright, journalist and co-founder of Project Brazen. Tom, good to have you with us. Great to be here. So uh, I I don't know if I'm speaking for everybody, but I think a fair amount of Malaysians might not have heard of Fat Leonard uh, prior to this recent headline-making run. Um, how and when did he first appear on your radar? Well, I've actually been on a mission on Twitter to try to get Malaysians up to speed on this one. Yeah, you're right. They haven't heard of him. Um, He first appeared on my radar only last year, actually. I mean, I'd read some stories in the Washington Post which had covered this. Uh, His arrest in uh, the US goes back to 2013. um, And he pleaded guilty in 2015 for a crazy story. I'll just give a very quick summary of the story. He uh, gave prostitutes, crystal champagne, Chanel handbags to Navy officers in the US in return for multi-million dollar contracts to supply food, fuel, and security to their ships in the Asia-Pacific region. Um, he was from Malaysia, but he did a lot of his work in Singapore, in uh, Thailand, and all these ports around this region. Um, then he was arrested in 2013 because he was bribing these Navy officers um, for, for all those lucrative contracts. Um, he spent a lot of time in jail. Many, many senior U.S. Navy officers were embroiled in this uh, up to the admiral level. Even an admiral went to jail. Um, And Leonard couldn't be jailed himself because he was a star witness after pleading guilty in the trials of all these other Navy officers. Um, So he's he's sitting around in in jail in America and then later in house arrest. And then he wants to get his story out because he's he's got he gets sick with cancer. He's sick of waiting around to, to be sentenced. And so. Somebody, a Malaysian, actually a friend of his, reached out to me last year and said, hey, would you want to talk to this guy, Leonard Francis, and hear his story, even though he's still in detention? Why did you think it was important to hear his side of the story? I'm a journalist. So you're, you guys are journalists, right? So it was, it was a coup, right? And I was able to get to him, even though he's in detention. We smuggled in a microphone like the ones we're talking on now into him. In his, he was in home detention. You wouldn't have been able to do that in a jail, in San Diego jail. But because he's got cancer, quite late stage kidney cancer, he was moved to home arrest living in this mansion, the mansion that he's now escaped from. Um, so somebody actually from the Billion Dollar Whale story, from the Jolo story, who knew him, and I knew from reporting that book, uh, said, hey, Leonard Francis wants to talk to someone he thinks has been a cover-up in the U.S. Navy and that he's a scapegoat. You know, he's going to go to jail for a long time. He's already been waiting around for nine years for sentencing. And all these other U.S. Navy admirals have got off scot-free. And he wants to tell his story. So we smuggled in the microphone and I talked to him for 20 hours, more than 20 hours of audio last year. And that was the basis of the podcast. What can you tell us about what it was like speaking to him? You know, who who is he as a person or at the very least as a podcast or interview subject? Well, he is a very charming person. And this is one of the successes of his business. He was actually good at his job too. You know, after September the 11th um, and the Al-Qaeda attacks all over the world, um, the US Navy was very worried about the ships getting attacked. So Leonard protected them. You know, he did a good job, but he also fleeced them. You know, he would pretend that he'd taken out this amount of sewage and he'd only taken out half this amount. So he was fleecing them over and over again. Um, 
But, you know, he he's charming. And that was why he was so successful. People, the U.S. Navy officers loved to hang with him. Um, he organized, dare I say it, orgies for them, you know, and uh, the, the sexual element in all this is just crazy. Um, and so everyone was enjoying Leonard, enjoying the parties, enjoying the good job he was doing for the Navy. People, Some people were even taking cash handouts, totally cor total corruption in the U.S. Navy. Um, but then, uh, as I found out more about him over the hours of talking, and I did some of my own reporting, the story took a really dark turn because some of the some of uh, what Leonard got up to is is terrible, including the misogyny. So I think we've sort of circled this point quite a bit, but he is really a central figure in what's been described as the U.S. Navy's largest corruption scandal. Talk to us about the breadth of this. Oh, it's just huge. And the reason that he was uh, arrested in 2013, pleaded guilty in 2015, but still hasn't been sentenced. He's supposed to be sentenced next week, by the way. So he's gone on the run just before being sentenced. The reason it's taken so long is it is a massive mess for the U.S. Navy. Huge. I mean, they didn't know what to do. Leonard, when Leonard started talking and telling him about everything, he was t telling them about four-star admirals, people who were in, you know, the defense minister's uh, personal staff, Those that kind of level of person telling about how he organized prostitutes for them in, in hotels in Singapore, in, in nightclubs in, in Kuala Lumpur, all this kind of stuff. Um, and it, they just wanted to cover it up. So none of those admirals got um, got dinged. You know, they, a lot of them just got let off with a slap on the wrist, maybe a letter saying, you know, you did something a bit bad. And so Leonard is, Leonard is left there. Uh, you know, so other Navy officers did plead guilty and did jail time. It's not like nobody else did jail time, but Leonard really... Um, has been one of the longest on, in detention. And that's because the scale of this thing is so huge. It involves so many Navy officers. So unfortunately, corruption scandals have become something of a, a normal occurrence in Malaysia. Um, and we started off the show in some ways by acknowledging that Fat Leonard or Leonard Francis is not really a household name here. Um, how have Americans been reacting to the revelations around this issue of widespread corruption within the Navy? But it's amazingly not a huge story in the U.S. either yet. Um, it's been covered by the Washington Post initially and also by the San Diego local newspapers and TV stations down there because that's where Leonard is is in jail and now has absconded from. Um, but in general, it's amazing how little traction it's got. And I think part of that was because uh, Leonard had never talked. Um, I think the Navy was trying to cover it up. The U.S. authorities were trying to cover this up and not let it get too high. Uh, to, the, to the very high-ranking admirals. And so you couldn't hear Leonard's voice. It was hard to sort of picture who he was. So by getting the microphone to him and, and recording for the for the podcast, you know, it, it sort of puts a voice to that, to the whole story and makes it more... And the podcast did very well. We got like a lot of downloads. We're turning it into a limited uh, TV series at the moment. And so this story is only just starting to get popular, if you ask me. It's going to... Even in, in America, even, even in Malaysia. And this this the fact that he's cut his... GPS monitoring device a week away from sentencing and gone on the run, you know, that's really caught people's attention because not many people do that, right, in life. It's a very risky thing to do. Does Fat Leonard have any dealings within Malaysia? Oh, he had huge dealings in Malaysia. He he was a crazy guy. He he bought the um uh, is it called Port Klang? Uh, there was a I think there was a there was a cruise ship terminal there, which he actually bought from Genting. Um, a few years back. And what he would do is he, he'd he have the Navy ships come in, the US Navy ships. And then he would, he admitted this to me, he would give the 5,000 Navy uh, crew, you know, crew that came off the ship the wrong exchange rate for ringgit when they got onto the pier. And so he'd make millions of dollars doing this, you know? Um, and he, so he owned that. Um, 
his his family were in in uh, Kuala Lumpur. I think he has a son who lives in Kuala Lumpur. He was based there. Um, yeah, he 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 definitely did do business in Malaysia as well as as elsewhere. But he had he had he owned ports in many places. He leased a port in Thailand. He built a port at one point in Bali in Bali in Indonesia. So yeah. I realize it's quite late in our interview to ask you this, but now I feel I must. Um, did you find out how the name Fat Leonard came about? Like who who gave that to him? Well, he people I talked to claimed that when he was actually doing this work, and by the way, he was a mainstay of the U.S. Navy for a long time. You know, talking you know thirty years almost doing this kind of work, supplying these ships, which is crucial for the U.S. Navy because when it's in San Diego. Back in America, it's got its own ports, but when it's abroad, it needs someone like Leonard to help it out. He was never called Fat Leonard by any of those people. Um, I think he put on weight later. He's like over three hundred pounds now, apparently, even today. Um, and and he, himself and other Navy officers said that the, the the nickname Fat Leonard came after he was arrested, actually, because then it then it sounds a bit like a mafia don, right? Mm. Um, and I should say very quickly, you know, that there is a very dark side to Leonard, um, which you'll, if you listen to the podcast, you will see in, in, you know, the way he treated a couple of women in the story, the fact that he um, absconded with his own children. He had multiple wives and mistresses, uh, girlfriends, and he absconded with some of his children. And he actually ended up living under house arrest with some of those children with the, with a the Filipino mother trying to find the children. Um, so one question I have is whether he's on the run with those children now, because they were under house arrest with him. They were in that in house arrest with him. So we don't know if he's by himself or he's with his children, even where he is. It's, it's going to be a fascinating thing to continue to watch. So where this brings us to where we're at now is that he's escaped from custody. What do we know about the circumstances surrounding this? Oh, well, it, not, nothing makes any sense in this story. Um, he was So he was living in a multi-million dollar house in a gated community in a suburb of, of San Diego. Very, very nice house. You know, he, has, he still has access to money. Um, and uh, a U-Haul removal truck was seen at the, his premises days before he absconded. And so the judge actually let him uh, uh, a, few, a few years ago go leave a proper prison to go for this home arrest because of his cancer. But he was—he was—he um, had to pay for the private security himself. So the whole situation just seems extremely strange, right, and not very secure. And that was why we were able to smuggle in a microphone to him. He wasn't really supposed to be giving podcasts because he pleaded guilty and he was a witness in the trials of other Navy officers. Um, and so anyway, these these trucks turn up and they 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 take everything out of his home, even though there's supposed to be guards on the door and he's got this bracelet and all that's left. When when uh, they when they're finally alerted to the fact the bracelet has been cut, and so the the the, the prison services were alerted by the fact they did that. Uh, all that's left in that empty house is a, is a cooler box with the sheared bracelet in it. I mean, it's it's like something out of a movie, right? And Le- Leonard's long gone. So whether he bribed the private security company or it's just total incompetency, um, who knows? But and and you know, did he go over the border, which is close to the border to Mexico? Uh, did he bribe someone at the San Diego port to get on a commercial ship? I mean, he's been in shipping for 30 years. Who knows? Amazing. What implication then uh, will his disappearance have on the ongoing trials? Well, actually, the trials, I mean, he, the trials are over. He he was a star witness or he was supposed mm-hmm. to be the star witness in the trials of these five Navy officers uh, earlier this year. But the government pulled him from the witness stand because I, I believe because of our podcast, because he uh, you know, our tape, the tapes for our um, 
from uh, the raw tapes of our interviews with Leonard were subpoenaed by the, by the defense, meaning we had to give over our tapes to the to those Navy officers defense counsel because they were trying to uh, besmirch Leonard as a witness. So he and so anyway, the government decided to take him off the stand. Um, and then the only thing left in this whole debacle that's been going on for you know many years now was Leonard's sentencing, which was supposed to happen on the 22nd of September. And I guess he he was thinking, oh my God, I'm going to get a bunch more years. I've already done nine years effectively since I was arrested. I'm going to get a bunch more years. And by the way, all the admirals that I plied with gifts and prostitutes, they're they're not being punished. So screw this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the run. So what are some things we should be keeping an eye on as this develops? Oh, I think uh, I think I've, I I put a poll out on Twitter today saying who do you think is going to uh, come be found first, Leonard, <laughs> uh, Fat Leonard, Leonard Francis, Joe Lowe, uh, or you know DB Cooper or one of these other people that's that's gone missing, and everyone's saying Joe Lowe will be found before Leonard. I, now I personally don't agree with that. Um, I think um, Leonard stands a much smaller chance of staying on the lam than than Jolo does. I mean, Jolo's protected in in China. Bradley and I are running a, a, an online uh, mission now to try to find more information about about where Jolo is. But he's he's protected in China, whereas Leonard isn't isn't going to be protected anywhere, as far as I as far as I could guess. Um, and so, if he's especially if he's with his family, I think it's going to be very difficult to stay under the radar. And also, you've got the American justice system just got a huge uh, reason to look for him because it's so embarrassing. Whereas the U.S. justice system doesn't have a huge reason to look for Jolo, right? And then you can ask yourself how how, how much is Malaysia looking for Jolo too? Well, on that, um, you have released some updates on your investigations into Jolo's whereabouts. Uh, would you like to tell us more about it? Yeah. So Bradley and I, um, you know, after after Najib is now in jail and, and Rosmer has been found guilty, I mean, she has appeals. Obviously, the last piece in this this whole chess game is where is Jolo? Um, and and Bradley and I are amazed by how little discussion of, of that there is by the Malaysian government. Um, so last week we started our, on our YouTube channel, uh, Project Brazen YouTube channel. We started our Where Is Jolo? Uh, we're going to have an episode a week. So uh, last week we discussed uh, the latest photos that we have of him, and the, that is from Christmas of 2019, where he was found in uh, he was photographed in Disneyland in Shanghai. That's amazing, right? I mean, this is a long time after he was indicted in multiple countries, Malaysia, Singapore, the US, and he's swanning around at Disneyland in China. This week, uh, today's episode, uh, we discuss about how he's able to use the banking system in the world, because obviously he can't access banks himself. And he uses his his wife, who's his uh, Jesselyn Chuan, his, his wife, former girlfriend, now his wife, with whom he has two children how he uses her and other people in his inner circle as cutouts to open bank accounts. And Jesselyn had applied to the um, Royal Hong Kong Yacht Club. So we're trying to find out whether he has a boat there um, and all those kinds of things. Next week, uh, uh, we're going to have um, people on to discuss why China, uh, why Malaysia doesn't confront China a bit more on this. What are the dynamics of that relationship? Because, you know, we know he's in China. So why doesn't Malaysia make more of a noise about that? Where can we find your podcast on uh, Fat Leonard? You just tap Fat Leonard into Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, basically. Um, or you can go to our website, which is uh, fatleonardpodcast.com. Tom, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thanks, guys.
That was Tom Wright, journalist and co-founder of Project Brazen, uh, giving us the the background and updates really on Fat Leonard or Leonard Francis, who is a... I'm finding it hard to sum up, now that we found out so much, uh, to sum up exactly in in a phrase what he is. But um, he is a Malaysian on the run who was embroiled in a huge corruption scandal in the US involving Navy officials, admirals. um, And we'd like to hear from you. Have you been following this story? You can call us 7733-2900. WhatsApp or voice note us 018-789-8899 and of course tweet us as well at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.